Hello, my friends. In this week's episode of TWST, I go deep with the UK's number one mindset strategist. Welcome to the Tea with Steve podcast with me, your host, Stephen Thompson. This is the show dedicated to helping you find your heart brand, your purposeful and profitable personal brand. I believe that everyone has a heart brand. It's their authentic self to drive growth in themselves and those around them, which has a positive impact in our world. We are in a who era. The who is being unapologetically you, and that is your heart brand. So join me in impacting one billion lives. Now let's get into the show. Welcome everyone to the latest episode of Tea with Steve. Today I have a, uh, an amazing guest with me and I'm very, very lucky. I'm just found out we've not connected for over seven years or we've been in connection, contact for seven years, but we're just, just not yeah, hooked up, connected. I'll explain more in the podcast. So uh, I have Louise Danielle, and she's the UK's number one mindset strategist. Louise, how are you doing? Hello, I'm really great, thanks. I'm really excited to be here, like you said, after seven years. Although I know. It's feel, it doesn't feel like that because of the joys of social media. I feel like we've kind of known each other and been in communication and, um, yeah, for a long time. I know. It wasn't until we said seven years. Was it seven years ago? And it's like... Really? And I don't feel like I've been out of touch. I just think we haven't just spoken for a bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great thing about social media, isn't it? It's like you're connected with people all the time. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you've not seen somebody for that length of time. And being able to watch someone's journey evolve over social media is really cool. And that's really interesting you should say that because can I ask you to just dive into your journey, explain who you are, what you do, and and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, well, we met um, <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah. And my journey really started when uh, I had a passion for making a difference to the lives of young people. I'd gone through some experiences in my own life and seen actually had had this kind of support been around at that time, I probably wouldn't have ended up in the position that I did. And so I was able to transform my own life, which then led me on a journey of personal development, in a sense. And I started a social enterprise that supported vulnerable young people and families. Um, And so it was during that time I was then thrown into the world of um, personal development, which started with Tony Robbins and The Secret and NLP. And it was like, oh, my God, this is this is amazing. And um, it was like somebody had given me the roadmap to understand my brain and um, all of the the changes that I had made in my life, I could see how that had occurred. And I wanted to really teach that to other people. So um, I ran this uh, social enterprise for for quite some time. Um, When I first started, I didn't have a clue about business. So I literally had to learn every single thing from scratch, from writing a policy to creating a website, to networking, connecting with people, managing large sums of money. Um, You name it, I had to learn how to do it and uh, built up a successful social enterprise quite quickly and won some awards and, and recognition. That then led to people contacting me who had decided they wanted to create a change in the world of some sort. And they wanted to um, ask me what I did in order to create the success I did so I then fell into the world of coaching um, and that was how kind of the coaching arm of what I do now came about when I realized that actually I wanted to help people in the world make a bigger difference 
And it was through that work that I realized no matter what kind of business strategy plan you give somebody, if internally their mindset is not in the right place, they're not able to take action and implement. So I was able to marry the things that I love together to do the work I do now, which is mainly online supporting entrepreneurs and leaders around the world to um, get successful faster and create inner transformation and external results. Wow. All that in seven years, is that it? You <laughs> <laughs> know a lot. <laughs> it, and it, it's been crazy. Um, you know, and the two things that you, I picked up on there you know, was finding your inner freedom and the, the inner transformation. And so how do you do it? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, for me, that's what I love. And that's that. That's what the, the curiosity of that question is, is what led me on my journey the question of what is it that creates change in some people and other people stay stuck exactly where they are um, and and to me what I've seen time and time again is transformation occurs when we have fresh new insight when our understanding of how the world works of how experience is created of how we work when our understanding of that changes our world literally transforms both internally and externally because most people walk around having no idea that most of their experience or all of their experience is created internally. And when you start to understand how human beings work, how life experience works, why it is that we think and feel the way that we do, like life changes in a magical way because it's like someone switching the light bulb on and most of us have no idea what's actually happening. So I'm going to go now and say, how do we turn the light bulb on then? Because there's so many people are going to be listening and saying, okay, that's great. It's great. It's great. You know, and you mentioned NLP and personal development and Tony Robbins and a roadmap and you've had success from it. But how, how do you turn the light bulb on? Yeah. How did you do it? How did you do it? How did I do, do you know, it, it's, it's an interesting story, actually, um, because I've been studying everything to do with mindset and neuroscience and change and transformation for 12 years now. And what was interesting was the moment I changed my life, like literally changed my life, uh, what I had an insight that was as simple as, oh, my God, my life doesn't have to be this way. And that insight was what led me on my first initial journey of transformation from where I was as a young person to, to go on the journey that I'm on now. And then as my work evolved, I studied some incredible tools and techniques from NLP, from, from different uh, amazing teachers out there. And for a while, I thought it was the tool. I thought it was the technique. I thought it was the NLP. I thought it was the, the thing I was learning to do and, and actually then I had another insight one day and I realized that, that that's not what it is at all. Like we all have an innate capacity to see the truth of who we really are and to, to feel and experience inner peace and inner freedom. But yet we live in a world where we're conditioned to believe something different. You know, we our identity is formed at a really, really young age. Up until the age of seven years old, our unconscious mind is like a little sponge and it takes every single thing in that we see around our environment and that we hear from our parents and from everywhere else. And as we go through life, our brain pattern matches to experiences, beliefs, things that we've already heard and things that we believe to be true about us. And what happens is over time, a falsely constructed identity of who we think we are 
is created within our mind. And so as we walk through our life, every single thing that we experience, that we hear, pattern matches to what we already know. So it's like we, there are 7 billion different people on the planet and we live in 7 billion different experiences of reality based on our individual minds. And like, I know that's a, a big thing to get your head around, but the first step is to start to really see and understand that what we experience isn't actually real. You know, that's why three different people can go for exactly the same experience, but they experience it in completely different ways. The same thing can happen to three people, but one person will think it's a blessing and it's amazing. Another person will think it's the worst thing that's ever happened. Another person might not even notice that anything went on. We have this experience when we watch movies and we're all living in a movie. And so the first step to, to really creating that freedom is to begin to see and understand that our experience doesn't come from outside of us. Stuff is flooding into our senses all of the time, but we're meaning-making machines. And when you start to kind of notice that, like that will set you on a journey of curiosity and questioning and self-awareness. I love that. I, I love the fact that you touched there just, just at the end on self-awareness because, mm. you know, I have conversations with people close to me and they think that this is the way I am. This is who I am. It's how I'm always going to be. And we do it this way and we do it that way. And it's a bit like it's, it's in business, but we've always done it that way. So how are you educating people and how, okay, no, actually, let's rewind. How we, how, how did you then, what did you do next to build this brand of you? Yeah. So, um, what I really, so I started to look in that direction and I could see that, um, you know, I, I educated myself and I, once I realized that my thinking actually has nothing to do with me, like my thoughts, the thought that I'm this or I'm that or I'm not enough, like they're not instructions and they don't actually tell me anything about who I am. I, you know, they tell me what I believe, what I've learned to believe and what I've learned to see. So if I want to see and create something different, how do I do that? And that was the question that I would ask. And that's what I really teach people mm. is to um, really start to see that, that you are not who you think you are and you are not a fixed, constructed identity. And the way that you see the world right now isn't the way that the world needs to be. And in fact, it isn't the way the world is. And that you actually have the capacity to create whatever it is that you want to create. But when you start to really see and understand that, that's, again, when, when things change. So the next step for me was looking at, right, how do I do that? And that's what I teach my clients at the moment. So we look at what is it that you really want to create in your life? And how do we get you to a point where, number one, you see that it's possible internally? And number two, you know what strategies you need to take externally in order to create what it is that you want? So with that in mind, then, do you say, do you say to someone, okay, I want to be Tony Robbins? And then you say, okay, how does that look? And and that, or is it something that they've got to find their own version of something? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like when you when you start to wake up to you, when you start to become self-aware, it's like you no longer look at somebody else and wish you were them. Because every time we do that, we don't realize that unconsciously we're sending the message of, I want to be like that person because who I am isn't enough. Right. 
know so um it's like there's already tony robbins the reason tony robbins is tony robbins is because <laughs> that's who he is that's who yeah. he created himself to be and each and every one of us has something so special and so magic inside of us but yet often it's buried it's buried beneath beliefs and ideas and misunderstanding about how life works and once you start to really tap into that you get to create you you get to rebuild your relationship to the essence of who you really are, and you no longer look outside of yourself for, for the answers and for who it is you think you need to be, because we're all guided by this inner wisdom. A lot of people call it intuition, but there's an inner wisdom within us that, that we've learned often to ignore. And once you rebuild that relationship to you, it's asking yourself the question, who, who am I? Who is it that I am? What is it that I want to create? What is it that I stand for? What is it that I stand against? And self-inquiry is something that I still do every single day and I get my clients to do as well because that's that's how you find that. That's how you find you. Okay. So what self-inquiry and this inner wisdom, why do we ignore it? So there's two questions there, double-barreled. Throw, <laughs> throw you a loaded gun. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll go for it. We'll break it down. So the... the um, why we ignore the inner wisdom? Well, ha, like most of us have heard, give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, as we've grown up. I don't know how many times you've heard that statement. Like we're taught, we're conditioned not to trust ourselves. We're conditioned to go against the inner wisdom that's there always guiding us. Like I think almost everybody I know has said or experienced at one time or another, oh, I just get a gut feeling. Oh, I've got a gut thing. Something's not right. Like it's always there. It's always within us. And I'm not just talking about a feeling. It's almost like a knowing, you know, sometimes um, I see my clients and I've done it myself in my own life. Like we can busy ourselves in in learning new things and in turning away from what we already know, because we don't want to hear the guidance that's within us because we're afraid to take the next steps or the action. So I think a lot of it is that there's a couple of different things. One is that we've been almost turned against it and, and told not to trust that inner, win, isn't it, inner wisdom and guidance, like not to trust ourselves and not to trust what we already know because on the outside world, we do things like this. Um, and I think number two, sometimes it can, it can be scary. You know, there's a lot of fear yeah. tangled up. If you're getting the guidance to to do something like um, turn on your video and do a Facebook Live to people on your social media, it's like, oh, my God, no, I can't do that. And our brain kicks in and our unconscious habits and beliefs and all of this stuff kicks in. And it can be it can seem like a scary thing to, to listen to that guidance. So um, but it but it comes with building that trust within yourself again turning inwards the practice of turning inwards instead of turning outwards like I love social media but in the world of social media it's very much we, we, there's so much where we look at what other people are doing and we compare ourselves and we're it's almost training us to look outside of ourselves for how we should look what we should say what we should do who we should be and actually the longer we do that the more we lose this 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 connection to our inner true self, and so self inquiry to answer your second question is is about the process of turning within, you know, and asking those questions: Who am I? Who am I? When my when my thinking quiets down, when the noise of all of these ideas and and beliefs and what it should look like, when all of that gets quiet, who am I beneath that? 
And what is it that, that I really believe? And what is it that I'm here to do? You know, there's some questions that you can start with. And the more you practice that, the more you turn inwards towards yourself. So the way I do this is um, through daily journaling. And if there's something I'm coming up in in resistance against, I will ask myself questions. So you're inquiring within. So you're asking, like, what is this about? Is this thought really true? If if I'm hearing this thought, then I can't be the thought. So how who am I beneath that? You know, and it's it's not something that you're going to. I'm not saying you're going to sit down with a journal and know all these questions to ask yourself. It's a process because we spend so long doing the opposite. We spend so long asking other people, what should I do? What do you think? We're constantly looking outside of ourselves for external validation, for other people's guidance, for other people's advice. And the practice of self-inquiry will bring you back to that inner wisdom and that inner knowing that we all have. I think that's ace i love it um you know i i journal and i don't but I, in all honesty i used to have a, a daily routine was i was getting up in the morning and i would you know hydrate myself i would then i would meditate i would journal um i'm quite a spiritual guy so i i have a spiritual practice as well which i bolted onto that and for so long um due to like what you said earlier with the busyness yeah. that I, I fell off the wagon um, and I'm now trying to get myself back onto that wagon. Um, but I'm finding that I've got too many components to try and bolt together. But one thing that you touched upon, and I really would like to ask you the question is about getting quiet in your mind. How are you doing that? Because I know I've had from myself and a lot of people saying to me, I, I'm just too busy in my head. My head's just too busy. So how are you quieting your mind to be able to do the self-inquiry to do the, the practice? Yeah, that's a great question. So many people come up against it. And just just stillness, stillness speaks, you know, it's that um, so it doesn't have to be journaling. This is why some people love meditation. But when I first started meditation years and years ago now, I struggled with it. My brain used to run a million miles an hour <laughs> and it still does sometimes if I, I feel that pain, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like often what we try and do is we're like, oh my God, I've got so many thoughts in my head and my brain is so busy. I need to think about what I need to do to make it quiet. <laughs> and it's mm. like, that's actually yes. the, the opposite. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we have within us the innate capacity for stillness, for health, for mental well-being. Quietness and stillness is our natural state. But what happens is we're conditioned to do the opposite so most people will get out of bed in the morning and the first thing they'll do is grab their iphone or their um, android phone or whatever phone they've got that sat next to them they'll look at messages or they look at emails or they'll look at the news and then they'll be busy in the kids while they're getting ready for the school run and doing something else and then they'll flip the radio on or like we, we constantly bombarded with input all the time all the time and and just giving yourself permission like it's actually a lot of people say i haven't got time to be quiet i haven't got time to be in stillness well you actually haven't got time not to because whether you know it or not you're constantly creating yourself you're constantly creating your state of being you're constantly creating who you are and you're constantly deciding what's important to you and what kind of life you want to live and taking the time to be still and to allow yourself to be present in the moment. And there's nothing that you need to do. Like the more you sit with yourself, just notice the thoughts. Like most people talk about positive thinking and you just need to think positive thoughts. (laughs) We have around 70,000 thoughts every day. 
if you were to sit there and try and make every single one of those positive, like you would drive yourself mental. <laughs> and not only that, it's like you don't know what you're going to be thinking in two minutes, let alone 10 minutes, let alone a week from now. So there's there's this notion that there's this idea that we get to choose our thinking. Well, in my experience and in the experience of my clients, we don't choose our thinking. Our thinking chooses us. But what we can do instead of trying to change our thinking is to observe the thinking. Now, this is the first step really to getting that stillness, because most people notice the thought and it's like, oh, my God, I can't think that thought. I need to think a positive thought. What's the positive thought without realizing that you're going into more thinking? And if you start the practice of like just for 10 minutes a day, just sit and just notice which thoughts pop to mind, but let them go rather than attaching any energy to them. And just, you know, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Another interesting thought. And what you'll begin to see is the thinking isn't you. The thinking's not you. The thinking comes and goes. There's a natural flow of thinking that comes and goes all the time. But most people are so caught up in it, thinking that they are their thoughts and thinking that they need to think their way out of all this thinking. (laughs) They don't realize it creates this, like, it can create internal chaos. But when you allow yourself to just drop out of thought and even ask the question, if I'm the one hearing the thoughts, I'm not the thought. So who am I? Oh, I love that. That's a quote. That's my that's my Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> so I do. So I've thoughts is this process built from you mentioned earlier with regards to the seven years old, the sponge and the and the pattern matching? Yeah, you know, it's there's our world is is created at an early age. Like you're given the name Stephen, or is given the name Louise. You're given the idea that you're good at this, or you're not good at that, or you're sporty, or you're not. Or you know, it's like we have our, our blueprint of the world is is created at an early age, and it's like when you look at babies. They've got no idea that their hands are called hands. They've got no idea they're not supposed to put stuff in their mouth. You know, it's like we live in a world of data and we need a big data input in order for us to figure out the world. But the figuring out of the world happens on the inside. But our brains are such powerful machines. And the more we repeatedly think something, the more that neural pathway literally becomes ingrained in our brain. And it can create almost like it creates like a little map and a blueprint of how we see the world and then we pattern match stuff to it so there's people have a different everybody has a different set of conditioning internally within their brain and it's like what once you start to understand what thought is you don't need to change your thinking you just need to recognize that it's not you and it doesn't mean anything about you your thinking is a combination of past events past beliefs and past ideas and and you know, we're meaning-making machines. And when we feel a certain way, it's it's just a feedback loop to tell us what we're thinking. Like our feelings are a feedback loop for our thinking. And the more that we think a certain way, our brain tells our body to create more chemicals of the same thing that give us more of that feeling. And the feeling that we're in sends a signal back up to our brain to tell our brain to do more of that thinking. And so people walk around in a thought-feeling state of anxiety, of stress, of whatever, of of depression, thinking that that is who they are and that's what's happening in their life, not realising that your feelings are just telling you what your thinking is. 
So if people identify this, you know, with or without your help, yeah. What? What's the word I'm looking for now? It's what? What do you do? What do they, do they change it? Do they? Do they read books? Do they go on a course? Um, you know, you mentioned early on that you, you know, you're. You, you you dived into NLP as one of your sort of focal points. So how can people educate themselves? I mean, because I you know I am a bookworm. I've I look around me now. I've probably got as many books as you, to be fair. Um, although they're not as color, they're not as color coordinated as yours are. Uh, <laughs> but what what can my listeners do? Because you know the challenge we have is that a lot of people they want to build a personal brand. Um, yeah. My whole thing is building a personal brand of something of a purpose. So yeah. they have a purpose, not so much attach themselves to, but so it's actually a very easy to understand process. But when they're trying to find themselves and attach themselves to a purpose and run a business and have family and kids and all the other stuff that's going on around them, yeah. where's where's a good place to start? Yeah, great question. And um, I'm actually in the process of writing a book to answer that question. <gasps> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, for me, it's, it's a combination of over the years of uh, books and courses, and there's so much um, out there that, that you can really dive into. And one of the biggest, like NLP, I learned NLP, it was in 2010, I think the first time I did my first NLP um, training. It, it was a great insight into how my like brain works. But probably the biggest impact and the biggest change on my life has been um, really diving into a, a spiritual psychology understanding called the three principles. And um, there was a, I remember it. I remember it so vividly. There was a book that I read, which I have all of my clients read. It's called um, Michael Neal. Uh, it's by Michael Neal. And it's called The Inside Out Revolution. And. Basically, what happened was I was um, learning and teaching and coaching as I do and helping people create these transformations. And there were so many amazing quotes such as, um, you know, when you're when the way you look at things change, the whole world changes and all of these incredible quotes. And I, and I knew from um, my work years ago that our experience of reality is a thought created experience and that most of it is made up. Uh, what happened when I read the Inside Out Revolution? There was a couple of things in there, and I was a period in my in a period in my business actually where I wanted to go um, and create like my first six figures, and I had all of these ideas about what I needed to do with it. And um, in my mind, I had this fear around really putting myself out there in in a bigger way than what I had. And I started reading the Inside Out Revolution, and um, and I was like, oh my gosh. Not, it's not just my thinking that's that's made up. Like everything is made up. Everything yep. in my life is made up. And therefore, I don't need to use any NLP techniques or any mindset stuff to get over the fears that I've got and the blocks that I've got because they're actually just not real. <laughs> and it was like one of those moments, I think, for about two hours. I was just like, wow. And I went from like crying in like, um, you know tears of joy to then like oh my god none of it's real to you know I had a complete up and down experience for a couple of hours but it was you know that the understanding um, of what the three principles points to is probably been the thing that's impacted my life the most and impacts my clients the most when we've actually see that um, you know that, that all of it is made up that we literally live in a thought created reality like that 
was an absolute game changer. So I would highly recommend um, until my book is written that, that everyone reads them. Um, you know, Michael Neal's Inside Out Revolution. That is a great starting point because it gives you the understanding of of how our experience is is created. And then um, you know, there, there's some amazing coaches out there. There's um, so many great resources and books that that you can actually begin to dive into. But just asking yourself the question of um, you know, who, who am I behind the thought? Who am I behind this thinking? Is this thought really true? That's something that you can start to do on your own. That self-awareness of every time you notice that you're feeling a certain way or you're stuck by something or you feel like you're held back, rather than um, thinking that that, that that thing is true, ask yourself, like, what is this about? What is this, what is this about? And allow yourself to write or go into stillness or um, whatever it is that you do. Exercise is another great way of just releasing uh, stuff. Well, do you know what? I almost feel like I've been blessed, but also been thrown a low baller because I didn't know that was coming. And that's what I love about this podcast in the fact that there is no specific prep. I, like I said, like I did with you, I, I do with everybody who goes to podcast. I send them some voice messages to explain what the podcast is about and, and where its direction will go from my point of view. But mm. the person who comes on just literally gets carte blanche access to share and i thought we're gonna i thought do you know what i know because i don't remember the voice message i sent you is we're gonna go some we're gonna dive into a little bit of nlp stuff here and i'm actually quite i'm quite i feel quite privileged that we're not so much um and i I love the fact of the three principles i'm aware of 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 that information not aware of the book Mm -hmm. so i love a recommendation so i will be going to have a read myself so how have you put the three principles and maybe you could dive a little bit more into it for the listeners um have you put that into building the brand of louise danielle yeah great question um you've got some great questions here so it's it's one of (laughs) (laughs) the principle and that's the thing about the the principles like i i love nlp and and some of the language pattern stuff uh there's some things i learned in nlp that that do still stick with me and that help me within my work um but you know the principles was really was really the the game changer because it really is that thing of once when your insight changes about how the world works, literally every single thing in my life changed without me needing to change anything. Um, and so it's not really something that you put into practice. It's just something that happens. You know, it's like when you when you wake up to see in the world and to see in yourself as it really is, everything changes. And as a result of that, like my work didn't change as much it just got a lot deeper so whereas um, a lot of the law of attraction stuff that I used to teach previously it was like there was so much more depth that was given to it some of the transformation work and the trauma work that I do it just created so much more depth so the impact that I have with my clients is so much greater than it was before Um, and from a branding point of view from a business point of view like when I saw that you know what like it's all just made up. All of my fear is made up. All of the comparison is made up. All of the things that I think I should do is made up. It's just allowed me to, to do what I want in business, to do what I want with my branding. And, you know, anytime I feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that or I couldn't do that, I get to recognize that that's just a thought construction and I don't need to believe it. And the interesting thing, when I said um, in the intro that when I created my first social enterprise, um, that the success that I created, the impact that we had, I 
I didn't have a clue how to do business, how it was supposed to be, how it wasn't supposed to be. And so that allowed me to just go with my own inner guidance. And I created an incredible organization that changed the lives of hundreds of young people. When I first transitioned to online coaching, I had a similar experience. I didn't know what you were supposed to do online, what you weren't supposed to do online. So I just did what felt right to me. And I filled a coaching practice within three months of starting a new online business. It was only when I then started to go and learn a lot of different sort of tactics and strategies of what I should and shouldn't be doing that, that some of the, the the mindset and limitations and, and things like that came creeping in. And I found myself in comparison mode quite a lot of, oh, no, it's got to be like, like you said, it's got to be like Tony Robbins or it's got to be like this person or it's got to be like that. It should sound like that. And stumbling upon the principles really has given me the freedom the freedom to create whatever it is that I desire to create and to help my clients create whatever it is they desire to create. And when there's no attachment to outcome, to money, to this, to that, there's no restriction and there's no limitation. And things flow in a way that you never would have expected them to in the first place. Do clients get scared? <laughs> um, not that I'm aware of. I think clients, they get scared of... Um, within their own, you know, fears come up for people. Um, fears come up and they have limitations and restrictions, but the, the clients that I work it's kind of like when you, when you start pointing in this direction, we all know it. Like we okay. know it. And there's a truth within us that just is almost like awakened. I mean, yeah, they have fears around, oh, I don't know if I could do that live stream. Or, oh, I don't know if I could follow up with that client. Or, oh, I don't know how if I could do this or that. But when we point them back to where is that, idea coming from it's like oh yeah and, it up. <laughs> yeah and, and it naturally drops away and the fear naturally drops away and you're able to access like it's going to sound a bit woo and spiritual now but it's like you're no, not, i'm good with it <laughs> you're able to access that that higher wisdom and that higher guidance the thing that's silently whispering to you that you daren't listen to because it might sound a little bit bonkers or it might not be the thing that um, a business coach or someone else has told you to do. Like you're, you're the, the falsely constructed identity of who you think you are, what you think you should do and what you think you need to do. When that falls away, like the possibilities become endless. And there are times when I still go into fear. You know, it's not like you like wake up and everything's brilliant and it's all magic and miracles all day, every day. That does occur at times. But there are moments when when I go into fear and when my clients go into fear. And, you know, I use a combination of just self-inquiry, sometimes journaling, and also that knowing that where is that fear coming from? You know, rather than feel the fear and do it anyway, it's like yeah. when I recognize what the fear is, the fear drops away. Very, very interesting. And I'm sat here thinking, <clears throat> I'm, refer I'm, I'm reflecting on my clients because I have a group, uh, quite a large group. I look at my Facebook group, TVSD, and I look in there and people say to me, so we're doing a video challenge right now for the love of vlog. And there is about, a dozen people who are participating now there's over 400 people in that group yeah. and there is a fear around video and that's how i started building uh, a lot of my content and it's it's how how would how would i then go in to my group and say look you know it's all made up you're making it up it's almost like <laughs> that it would be like i almost feel like i was beating up on them yeah so i don't I don't so, recommend 
you do that. <laughs> you know, because it's like, yeah, that's not that's not the answer for somebody. And and the thing is, it's like it fear appears so real to us. Like we literally mm. have physical reactions to it because yeah. our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's false. Like so, so I'm not saying the fear isn't real it isn't a real experience because we experience it as real yeah we experience it as real but when you understand if you can point them to seeing where is that experience coming from like is there really somebody sitting behind your camera like waiting to say oh my god you were absolutely awful you know it's like or whatever it is that they're they're afraid of it's recognizing like what is it what is it that you're afraid of? Like, what's at the root of this? And where is that experience coming from? Where is that experience being created? What actually is it really that you're afraid of? Because often it's the fear of rejection when it comes to video, a fear of rejection, fear of judgment. And there's yeah. different processes that you can look at. Like, when did I when did I first experience that fear? And when you trace it back, it will usually go back to a memory. It will usually go back to an experience. And because it happened, often all of our fears, you can trace them back to a memory or to an event that happened years ago. And if you remember what I said earlier about our brain, our brain is designed to pattern match. And our unconscious is designed, its job is to keep us safe. So anything that we feel like isn't safe, we just, we, we'll, we'll free. We'll go into the fight, flight or freeze mode. And we literally won't be able to take action. Now, what would have happened is there'd have been an unconscious fear developed at usually an early age. And that's been reinforced throughout this person's life. And they'll have seen things and their brain would have pattern matched. See, that's that fear of judgment. That's that fear of this. That's that. We, we don't know that it's happening because it's an unconscious process. But when you, you know, it's the same with anything. When I work with people with anxiety or depression or trauma or whatever it is, like when you understand why you're experiencing what you're experiencing, it loses its power. Right. I'm going to share something with you now, if you don't mind. And then, I'm, and then I'm going to ask you something. So I'm going to share something really, really personal. And I, I didn't even think this was going to come up at all today. Let me have a quick drink of this. Obviously, it's got to be tea with tea. So, right. Okay. I can completely relate to what you've just said. A hundred percent. And I can even give you a really, really timely scenario. Literally, it happened. It's been happening to me over the last few weeks. And it, it came to, it came to like fruition or came to a point last night. So I will share this with my viewers, uh, viewers, listeners, and I'll share it with you. I have been learning lines for a for, for a, a ceremony for about nearly a year. OK, so last night yeah. I had my third degree um, ceremony as a master mason and I had lines to learn for it. And literally yesterday in the last 48 hours the fear set in. I couldn't remember my lines. I couldn't remember the process where I had to stand, what I was meant to do. And then it wasn't until literally a few hours before I was like, this happened in the school play. Mm -hmm. And I remember the school play. I was rehearsing and um, I was about 10 years old and I'd been given the lead. I was, um, oh, bloody hell, who was See, now I can't, it's freaking me out that much. Now I'm literally having anxiety about talking about it. Um, it was, it was Scrooge. I wasn't Scrooge. I was, what, who's Scrooge's sidekick? As like, oh, what was his name? I can see him as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bob Cratchit. That's it. So I was, I was, I was Bob Cratchit. 
my friend Gillian, she was Scrooge. And um, and I remember I went to read my lines and my lines that I knew I was meant to read on my clipboard weren't in front of me. And I saw some kids to my right laughing and the school bully had me- I'd, I'd messed up. I'd mixed up my lines and my sheets of paper. And I just got really, really anxious about it. Then the teacher, I'll never forget his name, Mr. Langford, he started shouting at me. And at which point I just opened my clipboard, dropped the papers on the floor and walked out. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, if you give me something scripted, I have this anxiety about it. But if you give me a Facebook Live and I'm talking about something that I know and I haven't got to worry about lines, I can go live in, in, in an instant. And this, I had the same fear build up for my TEDx talk two years ago, mm. even though I'd written it myself and I knew what the subject matter was because it had to be so scripted. It freaked me out. And I had two pauses on stage, which I'm very grateful that the video editors managed to edit out. But actually doing that, they took away the essence and, and some um, some feeling within my talk. So my question then is, how do I get over that? <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Firstly, I think that's no, a, really, you're welcome. a really great demonstration of how these things work. And, you know, it's the, the things that get fired together, wired together. And by that, I mean, if you've got something that happens to you and there's a big emotional reaction to it, it will create almost a trauma loop in the brain so what you would have experienced as a as a um as a youngster at that play would have it's equivalent to a mini trauma when most people speak of trauma they think it's something big like a big event but we have like little mini traumas that get created and culminated throughout our our whole life you know and one of the um one of the simplest uh, the other thing is what i was going to say when you're in fear you go into the fight, flight or freeze mode. So when you talked about memory and not being able to remember, what happens is as soon as we start to feel fear, our our, um, internal mechanism kicks in and it's like we're in an unsafe situation. We need to start shutting down parts of the brain and flooding um, blood and oxygen to like the hands and to our feet so we can get ready to run. Like that's what's built within us. So your memory starts to go a little bit. So so Mm -hmm. what experienced is an absolutely natural process based on the threat that your unconscious actually saw. Um, there's, for that particular thing that you're talking about, there's a couple of different um, a couple of different things that you can do. One of them, it sounds so simple, but what we do as humans is if something's scary, we almost stop breathing. Like when you think about it or when you're telling the story or when you're in those moments, we hold our breath. And now that I've said it, like most people don't notice this, but you'll start to notice it like with your clients, if you're in front of them or with other people that, you know, most of it's a natural instinct to hold our breath or to like kind of almost go into that freeze position. If you allow yourself to breathe through it, to take some really deep breaths, inhale and exhale and continue to do that, like you will find that your body naturally works it out of its system. But it's so counterintuitive because we're like, no, nope, I can't, I can't feel it. I can't let it, I can't let it go. I can't let it go through me. I don't want to experience it. Oh my god, I'm afraid. And we stay in there. We get, we go from fight to like almost freeze, and then sometimes fight. But when we breathe it through, it actually you can you can sometimes feel it shifting and leaving your body. So many memories get stuck within our physical system. It's not just a mind thing. Like we have a physical reaction to fear. We have a physical reaction to trauma and we hold it into our body because we're scared of feeling all of it. And just by breathing, by breathing that through when it occurs, that will be enough to start shifting it. 
with with some clients that I work with, there's um, you know that there's other different tools and techniques that we can actually use to shift the trauma out. But often that is enough. Understanding where your experience is coming from, what is actually happening, and allowing yourself to breathe through that experience is enough to begin to shift it. And then once it happens again, you'll notice that, oh, this doesn't feel the same as it used to feel. I love that. I, I, I love it. And it's something I think that the listeners so when we talked about people going on video you know say there's there's a dozen people in tvc at the moment but last year um so many people wanted to try it and i've you know i've I've, give, I've asked the question what scares you about the challenge some people have said nothing but actually what as a result of people saying nothing i'm just ready to get on with it you know give me what i need to do they have a fear around but what content do i do and this that and the other and then the other people go but i feel the video and then they start to compare against each other and they're comparing their point two to someone else's point ten, and it's like it's it's carnage in some respects yeah and and the other thing is as well you know it's like with things like that rec when you recognize that your all of your feeling all of your experience is coming through thought and asking yourself like how am i feeling and how am i experiencing with this thought if i without the thought who would i be without this thought what would my experience be how would i connect with the camera what would i say how would i show up as opposed to, oh my God, I'm in fear and I just need to do it anyway. You know, again, it's a self-inquiry process. Like, who would I be without this thought? How would I feel without this thought? How would I show up and connect with the audience through the other side of that camera without this thought on my mind? When we start to recognize, oh yeah, it just shifts the shifts the way that we're approaching it, the who, who it is that we're being in the moment. So you, you, you've mentioned quite a few times self-inquiry and we've touched on it. So what is a, I won't say typical, but what is a process for some people? So they're in the moment, they've, they've got a camera in front of them, they, they, they know they need to make content to build their personal brand. What And they're, and they're, they're frozen. How would you describe the steps of self-inquiry so they can actually smash that video in front of them? Not literally beat it up, but get the video done. <laughs> Yeah, so if it was me, and I've had those moments, believe me, um, you know, so the process that I would go through is number one, just to allow yourself to breathe. Just be still in it. Because what we do is we jump into all the thinking. We jump into the thoughts. And our, our brain works by pattern matching, like I've already spoke about. But what happens is you'll find you never just have one limiting thought or one negative thought. You have one and then another and then another and then another. When we jump into the thinking, that's the loop we get stuck in. So the first thing that I would do when I notice that is just to allow myself to breathe and just observe the thoughts that are happening. Just notice what thoughts am I having? And what, what does this thought mean about me? What am I making this thought mean about me? And then continue to breathe. And then I would tap into my why. Why is it that I want to create this? What is my why? What is my purpose? What is it that I want to share? And when you tap into the why you're doing something instead of what it is you need to do, it changes the place that you come from. And then my next question would be, if I didn't have this thought right now, what would I love to share with people? How would I show up? What would I say and how would I feel? And I would literally just breathe through that process. And then I would even probably add on some I am statements. So one of the things I love to do in my journal whenever I'm creating anything new is I write out I am statements. And I often say them to myself as well. So um, I am a transformational leader. I am somebody who is showing up and sharing my message in a powerful way. I'm doing this for the love of sharing. And it's like the, the, our language is hypnotic. 
our language creates, words create, both internally and externally. So if you take yourself through that little process, and you can apply that to anything, whether it's uh, um, going and doing a video, whether it's writing a post, whether it's going to do a speech, just going through that process of breathing, allowing yourself to breathe it through, to observe the thoughts and know that you're not the thought because you're the person experiencing the thoughts and you can't be. Breathing through that process deeply, connecting into why instead of what it is that you've got to do, and then adding some powerful I am statements once you've really connected physically and mentally to that why. You know, this isn't just a, a thinking process because remember, if you're in thought, that's where we don't want to be. We don't want to be in more thinking. We want to drop you down into your body and allow yourself to just breathe and to let whatever wisdom wants to come through you come through you. Hopefully Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, because I think, you know, I'm conscious that when I go on video, I've, it's taken me six years to get to a comfortable state, but I know people around me are very anxious about it. And I think what you've just shared there is going to help people in, 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 an, in a way that you will, it, well, I hope really that the listeners come back and they, you know, when we find out where all your social is, they come and, ha- and communicate with you and share how that's been so profound. Cause I, I just know it's going to be because I've been, I've struggled to articulate a way of um, of people getting over that fear. Um, I I use a process where not so much like that, but I, I use a, a repetitive. I use a, a habit. I get people to use their mobile phone and say, "Look, get your phone in front of you. No one has to see it, but start to become comfortable with it and use it as a daily diary. Just one minute a day. Just talk to your phone, video yourself, then bin it. And I I use a habit. It's nice now to have another tool in in the armory. For yeah. listeners to go, you know what, I can try that. That one resonates with me more than the one that Stephen's already told me. Yeah. No, and you know, it's that simple question of who am I being? In any moment, you can always just ask yourself, like, I ask myself this all the time. Who am I being? Who am I being right now? Because we have a habit of going straight to the doing. Yeah. Actually, who is it that I'm being? Because everything comes from your state of being, you know? And um, yeah, so I think there's hopefully that that helps so uh, who is louise being right now and where's louise going great question um louise is actually being someone i'm actually in, in a really exciting phase in my business i'm kind of in the next transition phase at the moment really um you know so my mission is to um create like an army of people that are out there creating change in the world so um i've got some really exciting training accredited training programs and mindset coach training programs and stuff that i'm creating um, but also doing my, my transformational change work with people. So my mission is to help people create internal change and then create change out in the world. So um, that's what I'm up to at the moment. And I do it through coaching, training, speaking, all kinds of different things. So if anyone wants to connect with me and you've got any questions or any other resources that you want sent over to you, then please feel free to do so. My website is louisedanielle.com um, and you can connect with me on um, all the socials as well, just with Louise Danielle on um, facebook instagram and everywhere else awesome so what are you curious about right now oh i love that word you know curiosity is one of my favorite words um i am curious to me i'm just curious about i suppose it would be everything that we've talked about i'm curious about Mm. how do we create a bigger impact in the world how do we create transformational change in the quickest time possible um, so I'd say that that's that's always been my curiosity. I'm curious about 
all kinds of different things. And I love, um, I'm also very excited about sort of quantum physics and neuroscience and all of the breakthroughs that are now, um, you know, that we're now having in those departments. And all of it is, is it all feeds into my work and it's stuff that I love to do. So I'm curious about human beings, how life works and how experience is created. Cool. On that note, then, we've mentioned one book, and I know you're a bit of a bookworm because I've seen that bookcase. What are your three recommended reads? Because I know a lot of my listeners like to either take it in audio book or they like to have a physical book. Um, and, and reading's becoming cool again. So what are your three recommended reads? Oh, my gosh. To get it down to three. Um, you can give what? us 20 if you like. <laughs> Obviously, the top one is um, the one I've already mentioned, The Inside Out Revolution by Michael Neal. Um, another, I should have said, actually, another thing that I'm very curious about and a big part of my work is around money mindset, money creation. Okay. And so I'll give you a, a, a book from that category would probably be, um, it's a little, well, actually, no, I'll give you a new book. It's The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. It's a current book that I've um, just read around money. Um, it, it's got some great, kind of insights and it actually talks a lot about um some of the three principal understandings particularly when it comes to money in that book as well so it'll really begin to change your relationship with money and probably my other favorite book probably one of my all-time favorite books is um the honeymoon effect by bruce lipton now it's a book that it's it's it talks about relationships and it's um that the contents in the book is all about relationships but it's actually a book about the understanding of the law of attraction and energy and how things work and um you know so it's a, it's another book that i recommend all of my clients read um it's a fabulous fabulous book and um it is it's so much more than relationship stuff so even if your relationship is perfect or you're not looking for a relationship or you know have a read of that book because it will give you a lot of insights around the creation of money and success and, and that kind of thing as well but i could go on and on with my book list <laughs> but they're but probably the three that stand out at the moment by all means you can share more at any point with me but when is your book coming out yes well hopefully i'm still in the writing process at the moment so um yeah we're looking at probably around six months i imagine it's yep. gonna be so it's a culmination of 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 um, the last 12 years of insight that I've had and there's going to be tools and techniques and understanding and, and the book is really designed to for all of the questions that you've asked me um, it, it's designed to take people on that journey of transformation so it's it's, it's going to be a powerful book about helping people really to transform their lives in a powerful way and then create that change in the world it's absolutely fantastic and will you come back on when you when your book is live and um, we can talk about the book I'd love to that would be fab Awesome. I would love to have Louise, it's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've literally got four pages of notes here. A4, actually, no, five pages of A4 notes here. Uh, I've been scribbling down and I think there's so much for so many people to take away and think on and learn from. Um, I'm really, really grateful for you coming on the podcast. You're so welcome. I've really enjoyed it. I really have. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Can you just again, just let everyone know where they can get hold of you? So website, social anywhere yeah. else they can find you absolutely so louisedanielle.com is my website you can connect with me on facebook louise danielle or linkedin louise danielle and instagram i think is the same um, and you can email me as well louise at louisedanielle.com if you've got any further questions or you want any sort of clarity on anything that i've talked about awesome thank you now the final question i ask everybody when they come on the podcast is is there anything i should have asked you oh um 
I don't know if there is. I think uh, we've had quite a good conversation. I'll probably think of a lot of different things that I could have talked about. (laughs) 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 Is the case, but no, you know, I think I've just, I've really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the the conversation and hopefully your listeners will be able to um, gain some insight from what we've shared today. Wow. How insightful was that interview with Louise? It's amazing how she, well, I suppose I just didn't even know. I'm blown away. What really was for me, the keys were the uh, reference to inner wisdom and the self-inquiry, the self-inquiry and those points that she gave. And I just want to sort of go over those again for you. So you've got a summary, you haven't listened back to it, but I would encourage you to listen back to the entire podcast. The first is allow yourself to breathe. If you come up against a fear, and we use my example in the podcast, allow yourself to breathe understand the breathing that you're doing allow it don't be don't be fearful of it and then observe the thought that you're having and let them come just let them come and acknowledge the thoughts that you're having and then if you're still wobbling tap into your why what is your why that gets you out of bed in the morning doing what you do consistently and then if that thought hasn't left you ask yourself why do i show up why am i showing up and um, louise finishes then with lots of positive affirmations the power of i am is something that i am truly um just on board with and it's really worth the power of i am because remember we are who we say we are so get out there put into action all the steps that louise has given you and then soak up those insights because they'll be your game changer So my friends, remember to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories and your tweets at Mr. Steve Thompson. And don't forget to use the hashtag TeaWithSteve. Also, let me know where you're tuning in from. We want to know how far across this planet we are impacting a billion lives. And let me know how this episode has had an impact on you. If you haven't already, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes because it really does help us to reach more people so we can help them build their heart brand and build the business of them. Enjoy the rest of your week. It is full of opportunities. Remember, be authentic, have an impact and continue to grow. Take care, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode.